Do you have goals for your life? Do you want to grow in God? Join me as we deep dive into real and relevant strategies that ignite you to seek God and slay goals. Hey, y'all. Get ready for a discussion about life, business, relationships, and more, all from a biblical perspective. And I'm your host, Felicia L. Henry. All right. Hey, friends. And thank you so much for coming in, listening to another episode of the Seek God's Legals podcast. Again, I'm always excited to share these guests that we have coming on with you guys. And today, of course, is going to be another amazing dynamic conversation. Our guest for today is Paul Calcote. And Paul, he's a young adult pastor. He's a husband. He's a podcaster. And I met Paul through BCI or Black Christian Influencers. And we're going to talk more about that as we go on. Um, But I want Paul to come on in, introduce yourself, let the people know who you are, what you do, and what you're passionate about. Hey, Paul. What's up, Felicia? Man, it's so cool uh, to be on Seek God and Slay Goals. And um, a little bit about me. Uh, I'm a child of the the king. Um, I'm a husband, podcaster, um, lover of travel and lover of food and adventure. I like to um, categorize myself as a creative, um, as a content creator. And I'm, my passions, like my three goals in life, I was like big picture goals. It would be to love God, um, love his people, and then to enjoy life as I'm doing those things. I'm all about, you know, having fun, being happy, having joy. And passionate, even on, I guess, a more um, unique level, I guess it will be, I'm passionate about empowering people to be and do all that God has called them to be and do. And so I really get fulfilled as I'm helping people to do that. So that's a little bit about me in a nutshell. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so let me ask you, because you said you love to travel. Where have you visited that's been your favorite place so far? Because I've seen your Facebook post you always somewhere. I'm like, he was just somewhere <laughs> else. So what's been your favorite place so far? Oh, Felicia, that is a tough one. It would have to be in between New York and Las Vegas. But then I like Yellowstone. That's hard to answer. Mm. If I, okay. If I was to narrow it down to just one, it would have to be New York. Because being in Manhattan and Times Square, it was just an amazing. Because you see things on the movies and you actually go there and it's like, oh, wow. It really do be people out here at two or three in the morning. So <laughs> that would be my favorite place. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, like I mentioned, I met Paul through uh, BCI, Black Christian Influencers. And if you all are not connected, you need to get connected. Um, I've met so many people who've come through the podcast are also members of BCI. But what I have found is that that particular network, it's so, it's just enriching. It's so genuine. Um, the collaboration and the support opportunities are just amazing. And it's really something that I haven't seen um, just in the body of Christ, I mean, from my perspective. So for you, you know, how do you feel about BCI? What are your thoughts and just the importance of being able to um, just connect and collaborate as believers? And this is, that's an easy one. This has been a huge blessing in my life. I wouldn't be on this podcast right now if it wasn't for BCI. Um, I'm reminded, as Paul was talking in 1 Corinthians 12, gave this beautiful metaphor um, about the, uh, the church being the body of Christ. And I really believe that we are better together. And I love being a part of this community, um, meeting connected with so many people, 
when I think of BCI, I think of community, I think of support, I think of collaboration and opportunities. And for me, I fit along right in it because I believe in collaboration over competition. Because I feel like I'm I'm in competition with nobody but myself. I'm trying to be all that God has called me to be and not be better than this person or better than that person. And I feel I operate from an abundance mentality. I feel like there's enough God to go around. There's mm-hmm. enough success to go around. Like, you know, I would promote other podcasts. They can listen to Real People Real Talk on Monday. They can listen to Seek God Slay Goals on Tuesdays. They can listen to somebody else on Wednesday. <laughs> and so I really believe, Felicia, that we are better um, together. And man, being a part of BCI, it's a connection, the community, um, the support on social media, the support and podcasting has been a huge bright spot in a dark 2020. That's, that's how we wrap that one up. Yeah, I think that's a, a great way to put it because so often, you know, we do see a lot of times there is this competition or we feel like we don't want to support somebody else because there might be this feeling that, okay, I won't get that support or there's not enough to go around. But like you said, we operate in abundance. It's enough God to go around. I love uh, that you said that. Um, So you did mention that you're a podcaster also. So tell Mm -hmm. us about your podcast, um, you know, the name of it, you know, the concept behind it, and really what are some of the things that you're trying to accomplish through the podcast? Yeah, and before I answer that, I was thinking about the, the collaboration piece. Often in the Black community, sometimes we can have this concept or this idea of like crabs in a barrel as one crab is trying to get out and make it to the promised land, so to speak, the other crabs bring them out. And I just feel like that's not God's best for us. And I feel like that if, as the Bible says, one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. So I, I thank you for initiating, um, inviting me on. And I've definitely been pressed on through 2021 and definitely going to uh, collaborate with you as well because I love what God is doing in your life. But let me stop being long with the answer to your question. <laughs> uh, real people, real talk. Man, that was, it's been on my mind and hard to do it maybe last year when I was leading a college ministry Bible study and I mean, these people, they were, they were zoomed out. And I can tell by the fact that um, a lot of their cameras were turned off. They wasn't engaged as much. I was like, Lord, what is another way that I can minister to your people without them having the pressure of cutting their camera on like in their homes and maybe they don't have their own room. There's so many, there's so many different things. Um, So really this podcast is another way for me to fulfill the great commission. And I believe in holistic health, Felicia, like first and foremost, spiritually, I want people to know Jesus, because if you have everything but Jesus, you got nothing. And if you got nothing but Jesus, you have everything. And so I want people to thrive, uh, to move from surviving to thriving and grow spiritually, relationally, mentally, physically and financially. Um, Real People Real Talk is about dynamic conversations, dynamic dialogues that encourage and inspire and man, I have really enjoyed this journey, meeting new people, learning and growing a lot. And one thing about my podcast, kind of like the overall theme is what I like to call like shoot your shot. And it's not as it relates to like dating, but I kind of have redeemed that term. When I say shoot your shot, I want people to to be and do all that God has called them to be and do. In other words, that thing that has been like God has been stirring in their heart. And I feel like people are like waiting on the right, the right time mm-hmm. and the right time to do God's will is always now. And so um, quick story before we go to the next one. I remember I like listening to motivational speeches. I listen to Les Brown and he was like, what's the richest place on earth? Somebody was like, Oh, it's Africa. That's where, you know, the gems and diamonds are. He was like, nah, um, he probably said no, but I'm saying nah. Um, <laughs> And then somebody said, well, it's the oil fields in Middle East, of course. And he was like, no. He said, the richest place on earth is a graveyard. 
because there are songs that have never been sung, books that have never been written, businesses that has never started, and they bring it up to date to us. There's podcasts that wasn't started. There's YouTube channels or online ministries or online businesses that hasn't been started. And so to the person listening, like I shot myself with this podcast and I feel like I'm successful, not based on numbers, but I'm successful because I'm being faithful and I'm being obedient. And we got to be careful that we don't get caught up in the, the number of downloads or shares or comments or views or likes. And last thing I say to this, you just got to give God what you have. Um, I remember they had two fish and five loaves. And one of the disciples was like, what is this among so many? They didn't know that they were talking to God. And God was like, give me what you got. And that's a whole that's a whole nother sermon for another That's a day. whole sermon right Man. there. <laughs> I'm just going to say, hey, give God what you got, and he will bless it and reach the multitude. So, amen. Amen. You know, I, I love the the whole concept of everything that you're doing through the podcast, and it's very much in alignment with what our philosophy, if you will, at See God Slay Goals is. It's this holistic approach. So, being healthy spiritually and financially and emotionally and physically, all these things, right? Because being entirely whole is very important. And so we resonate very much with that, that whole same concept. So I love it. And and even the part of you saying about how everybody's been zoomed out and not having their cameras on, that's literally been me. I know, I don't know how many Zooms I'm on a week. And I know one week I was just like, I'm not cutting my camera on. And they're like, oh, you're not coming on video today. I'm like, nope, I'm zoomed out. And so it's such a real thing. And just having these different podcasts or whatever it is, it can be in some other medium, but having people who have shown up who've, so what's the past tense of shoot your shot? You've, oh, you've please. shot your shot? I think so. I, I never you, thought about okay. it in the past <laughs> so, so for the people who've shot their shot and they are showing up how God has asked them to show up basically yeah. through podcasting or through motivational speaking or through writing, whatever it is. Now the people who are called to them, they have this outlet. They have this place where they can go to find inspiration, relief mm-hmm. or whatever it is that they need. So it's important. Shoot, shoot your shot. You know, I love that you kind of changed that whole concept of shooting your shot um, because <laughs> it's so necessary. Um, and I told this story before about our podcast. Like I did not want to do this podcast at all. And I know a lot what? of people, I did not. A lot of people kind of start things just Um, because they think it'll be a good idea or they're trying to boost whatever, you know, for personal reasons Mm -hmm. or personal gain. And, you know, this was something God had laid on my heart last year to do. And I just didn't want to do it because it was like, it's already a bunch of podcasts out there. It's work doing a podcast. I know, you know, (laughs) I'm like, I already got a bunch of stuff going on. But again, going back to being obedient, there's people who are positively impacted through it even if it's just the one person like you mentioned not getting caught up in downloads there's we could just do a whole episode episode about podcasting because it's so easy to get caught up in that too like checking your downloads are people listening but it's for the one it could be just for the one you know somebody who's listening that day who might be on the brink of giving up or who might feel like nobody else understands what they're going through and they listen to your podcast and now they're not going to give up or they're going to keep going. So just do, do what God called you to do. Shoot your shot. Okay. Exactly. And Felicia, like to add to that, like you say, we can have a whole nother podcast about podcasting, but depending on what article you read, but they say there was like over a million 
podcasts already out there. And so the person that's thinking about starting one, I would say still do it because yeah. all them other people, they not you. Um, I forgot where I heard this from, but this lady was saying, in the year that you was born, God looked at the world and said, you know what? They need a you. And mm. he sent you. So your birthday is really um, an assignment that God sent you to minister to that um, generation. And so, hey, wow. you can be one million and one and reach just that one person because you're right. Because the first month, I was, I ain't gonna lie, I was checking my downloads too much. And then I just say, all right, I'm only checking once a week. Lord, it's in your hands. Mm-hmm. And just put it down. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Listen, I totally get it. <laughs> totally get it. So, now in addition to podcasting, you're also a young adult pastor, you're a husband. How are you able to? number one manage all of that and is this what you really thought your life would look like and how okay I'm asking a lot of questions so first let's start with that is this what you thought your life would look like and how have you been able to submit to God's plan oh that's that's a good one I feel like I know God, God God was just so good and so faithful I feel like I was very privileged to know that I wanted to be in ministry at a young age and so I knew that I would be somewhere around here I didn't know that it would look like being a podcaster. I knew that I wanted to be a husband. I didn't know that it was going to be in Texas because me being from Mississippi, I was like, I am never leaving Mississippi. I'm going to be close to my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to do ministry here. But God was like, you know, LOL at the plans that we make. Right. And yeah. And so one quote that stuck out to me, um, I was reading this uh, Bible dictionary preparing for a sermon one day. It says that God does the very best things in the very best ways at the very best times and for the very best purposes. And that's one quote that I just go back to and just realize that I just got to trust God because man, I'm the type of person and just looking at how you flow, I, I feel like you, you could be as well correct from wrong. Then I like to know all the plans like a through Z. Yes. Okay. I know you're relate, <laughs> but God be like, you know what? I'm just going to give you half of a, and then go from there. But like, God, come on. Because we say, all right, God, you show us and we will go. But God doesn't work like that. Submitting to God's will means like um, you go and then I'll show you. Yeah. Because what I'm doing now in Texas and podcasting, it wasn't in my plans. But God has better for me. And I love being in Houston. It's coming from a smaller state. It just like wows me that the city that I'm in now has more people than my entire state. So I just like being a part of something oh, big wow. and being a part of Texas, being a part of Houston, being part of the church. And so, no, I didn't see myself being in Texas. I didn't. So how did you end up in Texas? I know, and because I'm asking this because some people, they kind of get stuck with being in a familiar place mm. um, and they're fearful of kind of going outside of what they know. A lot of times that can be location. So how did you end up getting to, to Texas from Mississippi? Wow, it was totally a God thing. I made a pit stop in New Orleans because I was doing ministry in Mississippi College. I started a college ministry there. To make a long story short, I shot my shot. I went to the vice president and said, hey, this ministry is reaching people that the other ministries aren't, um, weren't at the time. And lo and behold, they gave me a job. Then a year and a half later, it was like, you should go to seminary and like, you know, school for pastors or whatever. So I went there in New Orleans. Didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Um it's my first when I got there. That's my first time calling somebody else pastor because my dad is a pastor. This was there was a lot of culture shock, just like it's a different culture in New Orleans. And I loved it there. I eventually embraced it, but at that time, I think it was around. Um, it was something going on in the economy. But I was thinking about going home, but gas was like three, four. It was it was like extra high. And so, long story short, 
in New Orleans. I text my supervisor. I'm doing air quotes randomly. And I said, I want to do something different for the summer. And he knew a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy. And long story short, again, because there's so many pieces to it, I ended up doing an internship um, at this church, Champion Forest Baptist Church. And when they offered me the position, it, it was a lot of prayer that went into it. Cause I, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm at a great community in Mississippi. I love my family, my siblings and my parents. And so that was like the biggest choice that I had to make, like moving from, um, just moving all the way out here in Houston. And so, but saying yes to, to God, even in the uncomfortable, even in the dark, I am so fulfilled. I feel like we miss out on God's best. We miss out on some of God's blessings when we don't say yes and be willing to go to the place that he, want, he wants to lead us. And so, man, your yes could enter into some other blessings. And when I say blessings, I'm not talking about like a house or a car. I'm talking about mm-hmm. God's peace. Yes. I'm talking about God's joy. I'm talking about God can give you a sense of fulfillment like nothing else can. But amen, amen. I ain't trying to preach too much. <laughs> amen. No, listen, I'm excited. And even that's encouraging for me because I have been kind of doing this back and forth dance with moving to Charlotte. You know, I was going to do it a few, a while, maybe four years ago now, but it was just kind of back and forth. I would visit, but this summer I stayed there for the whole summer. And now I finally, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it, you know, because I feel like I've been felt like God led me there. Oh, wow. um, and it's just a place of peace for me. So 2021, you know, we out of here. We, okay, we going to Charlotte. Charlotte. So I'm excited. That's what your story was very encouraging. But even as you were talking, you were talking about, you know, you had a, a new pastor for the first time and that kind of goes into the whole idea of leadership, right? So as a, a Christian millennial leader yourself, right, what are your thoughts on being submitted to an actual leader? Submitted to a leader. Man, my parents instilled this in me. I think it's a uh, Hebrews 13 and 17, obey your leaders and submit to them for they are given a watch over your souls. So those that will give account, let them do this with joy, not with groaning, but that would be of no advantage to you. So I remember my parents, my parents uh, who are, who serve as my spiritual and physical parents, rehearsing that a lot in church. So I feel like, man, that's, that's so much in that question. In order to be a truly great leader, I feel like we need to first be great followers. We need to be following and submitted to Christ first and foremost, but we also need to be following and submitted to the authority, the leaders and the guys that God has placed um, in our lives. And I just feel like I'm not, I don't know the reason why um, in black culture, we just call it a trick of the enemy, but for some (laughs) reason, (laughs) our generation just isn't a fan of authority and submission. And I think that we miss out once again on God's best when we fail to walk into submission for in the church culture, wherever God has called you, you are to submit to the leader, the shepherd of that house, support the vision that God has given them. Even like, even though my podcast is like my personal ministry, my personal way of fulfilling the great commission, I reached out to my supervisor, even though, you know, it's separate. I said, Hey, if I ever say something that's in the podcast, that's you know, heretical or doesn't go along with the values of the church. Hey, let me know. And so I submitted that um, to him. I'm still submitted to my, my parents. They still give me spiritual assignments. Uh, my mom texts me and invited me to fast with her and uh, my home church Wednesday and different stuff to read. And I just feel like there's, there's a blessing in submission. And people often look at that as a dirty word as submission. Like that means you're less than no, as you're submitting, you become more than because we need people in our lives that are a little higher than us or a little further than us. that can push us to be God's best. Um, I'm thinking about 
King David, he had the ultimate authority, but he still needed to submit to the prophet Nathan when Nathan had to call him out on some stuff. And we need people in our lives to call us, to call us out when we're wrong. Felicia, I know you know this, but Elisha, he submitted to Elijah and the dude got a double portion. Yeah. And last thing I would say to that, I just feel like if David, um, y'all got to read the Bible for this. I, don't feel, I ain't got time to explain it. But if David can submit to Saul, then surely Ooh. we can submit to who God has placed in our lives. Salah. Listen, if y'all, y'all, yeah, y'all need to read your Bible to get that one. But <laughs> you know what? It's crazy that you mentioned Nathan. I literally was, I read that passage last night mm, about how wow. Nathan had to rebuke David. That's so dope. That's funny. Okay, That's funny. Right, right. Um, but yeah, and, and I think even with uh, submitting to leadership, you're, there's a covering that comes with it as Come well. On. Yes. And uh, favor. There, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so much. I think it's just our culture, our society right now is kind of like we're looking out for self or we want to promote self-interest mm-hmm. yeah. or we feel like, you know, a lot of us, we have gifts, we have talents and, and we're so quick to... We want those to be developed. And I think sometimes we try to launch without being properly developed. Ooh. And or we feel like if our pastor or whoever we're submitted to is not supporting us in the way that we think that they should, you know, that they're trying to stop our gift. Maybe it's just that you're in development and you need to learn some lessons or you need your character needs to be developed. So it's not always about somebody trying to stop you. I think you know, our generation is is very offended. We get offended by Ooh. by everything. And it's like, this is what growth is. Growth can sometimes be painful, but it's yeah. necessary, you know? And we can't, sometimes we just can't see that because we're blinded by our own ambitions. Nonetheless, that's another another topic for another day. I so know, right? For you, though, when it comes to leadership, because you're you're a young adult pastor, and mm-hmm. so there's people, you have leadership that you are submitted to and that you look up to, but there's also people looking up to you. Um, so talk a little bit about what you feel true leadership is and then just some of the responsibilities that come along with it. Well, true leadership in the body of Christ is totally different than what we see in, in the world. Um, Jesus throws the leadership paradigm, turns it on his head When he being the son of God, the son of man in John 13, he washed the feet of his disciples. And true leadership isn't a title or a badge or a parking space. True leader is grabbing a towel. Um, It's about, I feel like for me to be a great leader, I need to serve the people that God has called me to be a steward and the shepherd over well. And just kind of the responsibilities that come with that in the, in the church context is I need to be in my word because I can't give somebody else a word when I haven't been in the word all week. Um, I feel like I need to be connected to the vine and constantly in prayer, because if I'm not talking to God and praying to him, how can I effectively pray for somebody when they call me for prayer? Um, and then from a philo- philosophical point of view, responsibility is humility um we should lead and being the first to apologize the first to say i'm wrong and that's a part of leadership that you know we want to sweep under the rug we need to be seeking feedback i like to pride myself on being self-aware enough to know that i don't know everything and i'm always asking for feedback and saying you know with this sermon or with this decision or with this meeting or project how can i do better um or another responsibility of being a leader is a 
deep commitment to continuous improvement. And it looks like reading books, listening to podcasts, uh, watching YouTube videos, going to conferences. We're now going to virtual um, conferences now in the world that we live in now. But uh, on top of that, real leadership, and this is my favorite thing about leadership. I forgot where I learned this from, but, you know, it goes beyond leading my followers. But true leadership is developing other leaders. In other words, if you're a leader and all you're doing is leading followers, that's the lowest level of leadership. But mm-hmm. ultimate leadership is when you're doing Ephesians 4.12. You're equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. Like, I love to, to, to minister and to preach, but at the same time, when one of my leaders get up and preach, I am cheering them on. I don't know when I'm most fulfilled, when I'm doing it or when I'm seeing them doing it. So, hey. A responsibility of leadership is raising up other leaders. And really, I mean, it's so crazy how leadership in the right way is really connected to discipleship. Because as you're raising up other leaders, you're really discipling them so they can go out and lead others to Christ. And a part of discipleship is delegation, not to get too deep into it, but Moses was doing too much. And sometimes as leaders, we can do too much. Yes. And we need a Jethro in our life. It's Man, okay, guy, it's all interconnected. We need a Jethro in our life that we're committed to. And Jethro was like, hey, you need to do things differently. You're going to wear yourself out. And so part of leadership is developing other leaders, is discipling others. And that includes delegation and sharing the ministry weight. Like my job is not just to minister, but this to prepare God's people to do ministry as well. Mm, that was so good. You know, if you're listening to this, what I want you to do is press pause. Go back. Listen to what he said again and take some notes because that was, I mean, that was all just great insight into what true leadership or biblical from a Bible perspective, what leadership really looks like. And um, a lot of people out here, they really aren't leaders. They just have some titles. They just have some titles. And so, and then even what you said about creating other leaders, it's not about feeding your ego or having a bunch of followers, but how are you really serving these people? How are you building up so that they can then be leaders? And so I think that's so powerful. Now, what have been some of the the greatest lessons that you've learned just from the leadership that you've been submitted to? Lessons. I have to say I've learned, as I already alluded to, I learned so much from my parents. Some of the things that they taught me was, you know, the importance of your daily devotion. Uh, my mom still reminds me of that. Um, like nothing take precedence over my time with the Lord and that, you know, I and we, we can be as close to God as we want to be, but it's up to us to put in um, the work. And, you know, I've been preaching since age eight and I've been to seminary for it. I'm an undergrad in Christian studies, but no, I still got a lot to learn. And my mom helps keep me humble, which is another lesson, leadership lesson. And she would always encourage me, my dad too, but don't rely on your oratorical skills but you need to rely on the anointing. And I was like, okay, Ma, you are right. Uh, <laughs> a, a phrase that has been in my mind from my dad is to know God's word like you know your name. And all of this is in the context of, of my context of, of, uh, of doing, doing the ministry. And then once again, leading and serving, like just watching them do the hospital visits, the house visits, um, meeting with couples to encourage them or meeting with members and having to, um, to correct them or to call them out on something. And, that's one thing that I've learned that as a leader, we got to be willing to have the hard necessary conversations and to correct people. That's not my favorite thing to do on my job description, but that's part of my job description. If there's conflict and it's becoming like a, a toxic cancer to the community, 
and I got to call one person out, then I just got to do that prayerfully and, and lovingly, but I have to do that. Um, my current pastor here in Houston, um, he's one of the guys that's super dedicated and committed to personal growth, as I talked about earlier. So he suggested some podcasts and some books that I can listen to. And also the power of relationships, man, I, I've learned and still learning. It's not about my resume. Um, it's not about what I know, but a lot of times it's about who you know. So those are just like some spiritual and non-spiritual lessons I've learned from my leaders so far. So you've been fortunate enough to have parents who pour into you, who've led and guided you. You know, some people might not necessarily have that same history, right? Or they might be new to the faith. You know, they didn't grow up in church. Right. So, you know, you mentioned the importance of daily devotion and being in God's word and prayer and all these things to somebody who that is not familiar to them, but they desire to get to that place. They're desiring just to be better. They might or might not be a leader. You know, how we, what would you say to them to get them in the right direction towards just building that relationship with God? Man, you're exactly right. Cause I feel like I speak and I'll honestly from a place of privilege. I feel like I'm very privileged and blessed to have parents that love the Lord. But for those who don't share that story, Hey, God is your father. I think it's in Psalms 27. It says, when my father and my mother have forsaken me, then the Lord will take me up. So if you didn't have that, I mean, God could just step in more directly with you. And so that just comes out. So kind of uh, what I mentioned earlier, just praying, um, talking to the Lord, knowing that God is always listening, getting in his word and seeking his face. And I feel like as you're, as you're seeking after him in that way, and you're pursuing a community through the local church, as you're doing, as I like to call it, the big three, you're in your word, you're praying, and you're part of a local community of believers called the church, that God, in his sovereignty, in his faithfulness, he will provide mentors and leaders along the way. And until you find find them, you can be mentored through reading the word. You can be mentored through reading, through reading books. You can be mentored through through podcasts. It's not the same, but th- that is another level of, of mentorship and where you can learn from others. So that was an excellent question. Yeah. And I think sometimes we underestimate the, just the power of God being our father. A lot of times we're looking for the physical mentor, you know, somebody that we can in our lives look up to, or somebody that we can get guidance from. And it's really like, no, God, the father first, get connected with Holy Ghost and he'll, he'll guide you and he'll connect you. I I think sometimes we have it backwards. We're looking for the people first, instead of looking uh, to God first. And it, I believe, you know, this is just my thought. If you're seeking God first, then he'll bring the, the correct people into your life to guide you to where you want to be. And so I've seen that so many times people are seeking out mentors or spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers. And it's like, okay, well, just seek God until that time comes, right? Seek God as much as you are seeking these other people. Because when you do, there's just things that he can show you and reveal to you that honestly, people can't. And that's there. good. That's good. And I hope the least the listeners caught that because as you're waiting on the right mentor or leader, like you can learn so much. I'm all about community. I'm all about mentorship. But there's so much you can learn with just you and God. It wasn't until Jacob was left alone that he Come actually on. met God and got his calling and got his life changed and went from Jacob to Israel. Obviously many sermons, but the point is you got to be submitted to God first. And that's one thing that I love about the title of, of this podcast, the, the title, this awesome thing that you have found it, like seek God and slay goats, because that's right out of scripture. 
and I feel like I'm preaching to the choir. You know this, <laughs> but there's right out of scripture, Matthew six thirty three, like seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And that's the thing, like when we seek after the things, we can miss out on God. Come but on. But when we seek after God, he'll add the things. Listen, I ain't even going to say nothing else after that. Okay. Where's the collection plate? Because okay. <laughs> on here preaching today, this has been such a, you know, just a rich conversation. Um, so for you, you know, tell us what do you have coming up next? What's going on? Let us know. Man, what's next for me? Um, I really want to take this podcast to the next level. And that's in quotes. I don't I don't know what that means, but not necessarily numerically, but I just want to give it my all and continue to have conversations that really empower and encourage people to pursue God's will, to pursue God's best, to be and do all that God has called them to be. I hope that as a result of the podcast, maybe I find this out in turn that people say, hey, I came to know the Lord, or hey, I started my business, or hey, I did this. And so podcast, but then the other thing I just need to go ahead and step out on faith is I want to uh, write um, a book. And so I feel like that's going to be my big goal for 2021. And it could be even breaking news. It could be even titled uh, going from surviving to thriving and just talk about those yeah. five pillars that I talked about. So I'm super encouraged about that. And the question is like, all right, I need to, to get on it. So thank you for that. Yes. And now that you done said it, you know, I'm like, hey, what's going on with that book? So <laughs> accountability. I love accountability. it. Accountability. It's needed. So I'm excited. That's exciting. So how can people connect with you on social media or um, just if they want to hear about or listen to the podcast? Most definitely. Um, Instagram. I just use my name, Paul W. Calcote. Follow me for more motivational content on there. Put a lot of blurs of my podcast and then of me preaching and just some stuff that will really um, brighten your day. There's a lot of ugly things on social media. So I try to do things um, to brighten people's day. Um, and then the podcast, Real People, Real Talk. It's the place you want to be. And if you're listening to this now, hey, in this same podcast platform, you can go over to Real People, Real Talk. Awesome. Yes, definitely make sure you guys listen to the podcast. It's so good. And I feel like you're putting out like three episodes. It might not be three, but I feel like every time I'm on social media, it's a new episode being released. So it's definitely great content. You can binge listen to it. Um, and I'm sure you all will be encouraged. So Paul, thank you so much. This conversation was so good. Thank you for your insight. Um, just coming on and sharing your experience, your thoughts with us here at Seek God Slay Goals. And we'll definitely be looking out for that book next year. We'll be looking for it. <laughs> Thank you. It's been my pleasure conversing with you. God bless you. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And I will catch y'all in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Seek God Slay Goals podcast. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at Seek God Slay Goals. Mm-hmm.